previously on Bacon Sale. Uh, guys, what's that noise? That's the alarm. I set it up months ago. It's supposed to go off if someone's trying to break into the bacon cave. But that's actually weird because I've set up defenses so that no one can even get within a hundred yard perimeter of the bacon cave. Oh, like the moat with the piranha in it. And the fence made out of wasp nests. And exactly. The, and the quicksand made out of grape nuts. Right, right. Yeah, so I'm going to shut off the alarm and check the monitors. Okay, please. Whoa, it's... Guys, it's a, it's a, it's a bunch of women, and they're angry, it looks like. Okay, don't worry. There's no way they can get into the bacon cave. I don't know what they're doing. Who are they? What do they want? Guys, uh, I know exactly who they are. <laughs> I- I'm sorry. The women I've tried to pick up using bacon sale. Blind dates, <laughs> mutual matches, female guests we've had on the show. Dang it, Kent. You knew what they were when you picked them up. They don't look happy. Whoa, and they're looking right at the cameras now and smiling. Oh, they seem to know that we're watching them. Why do I hear ticking? Jake, I thought you said we were safe. I don't know. They must have gotten in somehow. Past the bioscanners, maybe a previous guest or something, Kent? If it's if it's a bomb, I need to find it right now. Guys, if this is the end, I just want you to know that I, uh, I love you, Kent, and you're not bad, Joel. Guys, I'll be right back. I gotta make some dinner. Wait, what? Kent, where are you going? What? This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. It's time for season five. What a way to start a new year. Made it out alive. From the cave and in our cave here. Now we're moving on. Cause it's time to get quite nerdy. We've reinforced the walls and built them up quite sturdy. Season five. Come on, fellas. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Bacon Sale. I'm Joel. I'm Ken. And Jacob. And it's season five. Where the walls are sturdy, I guess. Well, based on that. That song. Yeah. I just wanted to recap, you know, what's happened since Oh, so then. that's all we need to say. Yeah, we built it up. It's good. We're good now. No, but seriously, like, what a crazy time we had. It was. It was. I mean, I was glad that we were able, that you and I, Kent, were able to jump into that hot tub full of bacon grease. Still, I'm suffering from third degree burns. It's been a few weeks. My yeah. hair's growing back. Yes, but we You're survived. You're not anybody. We know you guys did that like every other Tuesday. <laughs> I know. We were so conditioned <laughs> for but it. We survived the cave in, 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 because we were in the hot tub. But Jacob, where did you, yes, where did you go? Well, the bacon sale wreath, you know? Yes. The one made of plutonium? Yes, yes. Oh, of, course. of course. There's yes. a tunnel behind it. What? Of course there is. There yeah, were so probably because of the radioactivity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the probably it just true. melted right through. <laughs> so yeah, when uh, when the cave-in happened, I knew we had to record the bacon bit on Aquaman. So I snuck out the tunnel, thinking I'll go watch Aquaman and then come back and we could record. Wait, 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 hold on. You left. You left us. Yeah. You heard the explosion and everything. Yeah. You left us in the cave. You cave-in. went and saw a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. I could hear you guys snuggling in the bacon grease. That wasn't snuggling. <laughs> we, <laughs> were, we were trying to survive. We were whimpering. <laughs> there were rocks everywhere. It's, the whimpering sound and the snuggling sound are really close together. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Maybe in your world. <laughs> but uh, so, And then you came back. So thanks for coming back, well, the, I guess. The, the, the yeah, I came back, but you guys had already recorded the stupid bacon bit. <laughs> we thought you were dead. We didn't know. <laughs> we, we, re- we thought you were dead. So the first thing we did was record 
record a bacon bit about Aquaman. We did. First thing he did was go watch Aquaman. First thing we did was record a bacon bit of yeah. Aquaman. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You but guys were really, I think you guys were high though. You spoke forever about Aquaman. Holy cow. Longest bacon bit ever. You well, we hear, were more. You should hear the bacon bit that people got to hear before this season premiere happened. I think yeah. that's only half the length of the Aquaman oh, review. please. <laughs> Uh, well, well, guys, guys, I've learned my lesson. That was so traumatic for me. I'm sure for all of you, except for Jake, that yeah, it was fine for me. I have decided. Uh, I have seen the error of my ways in the really? past few seasons. Okay, and this I is know. New. I know that right. I know that I caused that accident by. I think you've caused every season finale. No, that's not true. <laughs> listen, listen, Pete. Right. I'm not Pete anymore. He used you to cause trouble for us because you made a time rift. Oh, that's oh no it is my fault it is your fault so i've decided that i'm gonna have accountability and i now will take your vow your, our vow that you will not date any female guests or male guests that come on the show <laughs> <laughs> thank you for or, that or even ask them out yeah i will not even i will never oh. ask out i'm saying it now i will never put ask your, out put your hand on the bacon uh any any bacon cell <laughs> any bacon cell guest that we have on okay okay is that good enough? That's good. But what happens if... Uh, His hand is on the bacon Bible. What, ha- so. what happens if you start dating someone and then they come on the show? Then you have to stop dating him? Yeah, I yeah, think so. Yeah, I think that is how it works. Yes. Yeah. That stinks. Yeah. All right. All right. We're, we're holding you to it. it. Yep. Well, you're going to... Wait, you're going to hold me to it. What if we have like Kate on the show? Can I then... Sorry. Can I take it back? No, she's dating Pete Davidson right now. Yeah, you're no Pete Davidson. <laughs> I'm no Pete Davidson. How yeah. dare you? Have you seen that guy? Yeah. I have. He looks like he could do more cocaine than a, like a whole... <laughs> Truck he load looks of like family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like five minutes, we're two minutes into this episode, and our Jacobson's cocaine. Uh, it's anyway. Lickamate, kids. It's Lickamate. The guy, the guy was able to date Ariana Grande and Kate Beckinsale. We it doesn't make dating. sense. Let's not talk about that. It's our tabloid show. Let's talk about our patrons. <laughs> yes, we should. We have a couple shout outs we want to give to pa- new patrons that we've gotten since the, the cave in, mm-hmm. uh, starting with Matt's Mudro. Matt's is actually a very cool guy. He is a big fan of Divine Comedy back at BYU. That's kind of how he... Oh, cool. I don't know. I knew him from that because he was emailing me about it. And I met him at Quick Wits Night. He seems like a really nice guy. So thank you, Matt's, for being a Are we writing sonnets about our Pakins now? Goodness. Ode to Matt's Mudro. Let's get you guys a room. I think we need to call them Pakins now, by the way. They're patrons. They're patrons. There are Pakins. Pakins. Yeah, see? It's it's okay, actually. You like it, yeah. Give another shout out. Next up, we have Misty Peterson. Misty has been a friend for years. Yes. I remember meeting her at the OBT and we told ghost stories under the state. So I just feel like I had to follow your lead here. No, it's, it's Misty's it. actually fantastic. Her whole family is amazing. Thank you, Misty. All right. Next up is Jeff Grant. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we let Jacob do the shout out? I don't know. I don't know Jeff Grant either, but I'm glad he's a patron. Yes. And hopefully he enjoyed our uh, Pakin bit that we did just before. As, as long week. as Jake doesn't announce another Pakin. I do. Oh, oh no. I have another one. Yep. Jim Smith. Now you're just making them up. Yes. No, Jim, so Jim, Jim Smith is awesome. a totally real name yes. that I did not just make up just now. No, Jim Smith, thank you for being a patron. Thank of you, Jim. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, if you want more details, we have a whole episode about patrons and what it means to be uh, a patron. And uh, just go to patreon.com slash bacon sale to learn all about what it means to be a patron and all the perks you can get for being a patron. And new incentives coming your way. Yes. Very soon. As soon as we have our planning meeting. As soon as yes. that happens. Jacob was at Disney World the whole time. Yeah. 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 And Aquaman. Yeah. Yes. But that's not what we're talking about today. Jacob, for the first time in season five, Woo! 2019, what are we talking about today? Disney World. No, we're not. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> not again. Please, uh, no more Pandora stories. Okay, okay. <laughs> today, it's time to look back on 2018, fellas. Okay. 
really? Yeah, we're going to talk political. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk politics yeah, for 2018. Yeah, it's all sports, sports, politically no. sports politics, finances. That's what all we're the things about. we know everything about. Let's, let's start. Let's start yeah. with finances. Finances. Tell me about your RO3CK. Joel. That's, that's actually that's the a robot. Droid. From, that's a droid from Star Wars. That's the one that Lando Calrissian was in love with in Solo. <laughs> no. A little awkward. As, as is tradition here on Bacon Cell, we're going to be talking about our favorite and least favorite movies from the past year. Yes. And Which I, is a bit of fun. It is. It really it's is. a fun. It, I love doing this list because I love seeing what I watched in the year. Yeah. And compare how good movies were versus other years. I also like seeing what you watched from 1972 as well. <laughs> Just to explain what has happened in years previous. If yes. you don't know Joel, he sees maybe about seven movies Who's from Joel? the actual year. <laughs> and no. So, I watch a bunch of movies in a year. Like I, No, you do watch a bunch, but they're from combined years. And so you say, if I haven't seen it before, that is a movie experience that I'm going to vote best or worst yes. of the year. I like that we have to explain this every episode. Yes. This happens we because really it makes no sense to it anyone. Make, it makes perfect sense. If you see no it for one. the first time, it's new to you. Therefore, it belongs on the list. Whereas I see uh, movies that were released in 2018. So are, here's the thing is Kent's like, I am going to be judging movies that were released in 2018 by bullying me, the guy who does it like everyone. No, else. but I'm saying, and I'm saying, I'm judging the movies that I first saw in 2018. I don't know why you guys think it's weird or why you feel. I wasn't even going to no, explain no. it this year. We're, we we understand you, Joel. It's everyone else that thinks you're weird. We love you. <laughs> we're here to protect you. This is the circle of trust. Oh yeah, this is the circle of trust. I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, but so yes. that's what we're going to do. We're going to give our five worst and a few honorable mentions in there, and our five best of the year. Year. Yeah. Okay. And, and we will expand on these. Like, I think, Joel, you're actually going to write on your blog, which you haven't written on in like a year. Yes. No, I, that's the thing is I have I have a blog, uh, which I used to write on all the time. And it's I, amazing. I started before Kent, we found out. Uh, um, but we had a whole <laughs> a thing about A year that. before. It's a competition. Yes. It was, because I was like, I was doing this before you. And he's like, no, you weren't. And we looked it up. I'm like, ha. A year before. But uh, yes, uh, the former 786.blogspot.com. Yeah. If you go to the former 786.blogspot.com. It's a blog spot site. It is. It Everybody. totally is. Yeah. But I've been, put, I've, since 2009, I've been posting my top 10 movies. You're only going to get the five best here, but you can go to my blogs there. And Kent has... Uh, ShowtimeShowdown.com. Yeah. We want to announce that yeah. here because no one ever listens to the end of the show. Yes. So <laughs> please listen. <laughs> please I, I put a lot of work into them. I also want to clarify last year, I listened to last year's episode and I feel like I went pretty hipster on a lot of my choices. You killed me as far as hipsterness goes. I'm getting back to my roots. I'm going to disappoint Kent so many times. Nice. It's going to be nice. Gonna Why? Be because that's me. But <laughs> <laughs> because it's me. That was really sweet, actually. Disappointing Kent since 2013. Episode. Exactly. <laughs> before that, 2012. 2012? Actually, yeah. yes. Okay. I knew him one year before. Oh, yeah. That's yes. right. We're going with worst. So our five worst movies that we saw in 2018. Kent, yes. you first. Kent? I want to go first. I'm going to go with Gotti. Like G A W D Y G O T T I. Oh, oh! You saw Gotti? I had to see Gotti because it's considered the worst movie of the I'm year. I'm just glad you pronounced it so I could know how it happened. Did because you say it was like Gautier, Gautier, Gautier. You, you know who John Gotti, Gotti is? Yeah, John Gotti. No, I'm, I no, I had to look him up actually oh. when I saw the movie come out. He's oh, a okay. big name in the mob. Uh, but does it still have a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know. I it wasn't so. zero. No, it really was. So there was something... Okay, Gotti, and just to explain it for people like Jake, yeah. it's the story of crime boss, John Gotti. Not condescending at all. And his son. Okay. <laughs> for people like those people like zero, Jake. Zero percent with 51 reviews. Okay, here's... Zero, zero? Zero percent. Joel, could you give wow. me the audience rating on that one? The audience rating on Gotti? Uh, yes. 49%. There was a big controversy when yeah. Gotti came out because it got zero percent from the critics. Feels like you're saying it wrong. It, I'm not. Okay. John Gotti. Okay. Joel? It's John Gotti. Yes. 
still sounds weird. It, I know, but it's a maybe, guy's name. Maybe it's your mouth. <laughs> keep, keep going. I could make a few Are jokes. We try and keep these shows tighter. Yes. So here's the thing. There was a big controversy because audience, like there were so many, like a flood of thousands of audience reviews that were not really even in English that gave this movie five stars. Really? And this came out right as the movie was released to kind of change like the outlook because it did get 0%. And they said the, the filmmakers and like allegedly paid a bunch of people from the Philippines to add fake reviews. Five stars? Like all these bots, like Russian bots probably. And five so, stars. Like I can understand, hey, give us a good rating, but to ask for five stars? In fact, I could read a few to you right I now. I actually remember hearing, Please and maybe do. this, I can't remember where I heard this from, but actually that the... the public you know, the regular audience actually enjoyed the movie more than the critics yeah, that's because you read the audience reviews that must be and honestly let's you know the general public these slack jide yokels generally enjoy movies more than critics yeah i mean that's just how it goes but so oh yeah and i want to give some details just in case people don't know about this uh it's john travolta's movie yes it's a labor of love they've been working on for 10 years finally got released it is his big passion project directed by kevin Connolly, who is eric from entourage the TV show and movie. He's not the voice of Batman. It's John Travolta's no. passion project. Yes. So was oh, that ba- makes so it was, so sad. But so is Battlefield Earth. Yes. So His passion projects do not go well. Yeah. John Travolta. Dang it. Uh, the budget. There's no disclosed budget because they're probably a little embarrassed and it made four million dollars. So a bomb regardless. Good job. Movie pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you blame movie pass. Mm-hmm. But the score was done by Pitbull. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> this movie the takes score place in the, for Gotti. The score. Th- this movie takes place in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and the score was done by Pitbull. I know you want me. <laughs> I know you want me. <laughs> you're sleeping with fish now. <laughs> exactly. So I know you're Gotti. This, I know you're Gotti. This movie is basically like everyone who worked on this saw every other movie: Goodfellas, Godfather, every other gangster movie. Those are the two I know right now. <laughs> And they said, let's make that again with John Travolta. And so they have, you know, a bunch of hits in, in, a, in a bar or outside of a club and stuff like that. And there's nothing to this movie. And the editing is so, so bad. It's hard to watch. Like it, it follows him throughout 25 years and he can't even tell what year it's supposed to take place. It's hmm. so messy and muddled. But the audience did love it. For example, Charlie J said, Gotti, comma, Proves to be a true insider movie of an iconic icon. Five stars. <laughs> uh, Gustav S. says, just just a classic of its time, you know. Oh, wait, there's no commas here. Just a classic of its time, you know. I laugh very hard, very much, all the time. This movie is very funny. Very, with many R's, sad. I give this a 9 out of 11. Very nice, very funny. Thank you, Gustav. Gosh. He gives it a 9 out of 11. Seems a little inappropriate. <laughs> Why are you bashing on uh, English as a second language people, Ken? I didn't know. They're fake reviews. <laughs> Joel, don't put that on me. <laughs> Season 5. <laughs> but no, this movie was, like I said, incredibly hard to sit through. It's just over two hours. And I did it as part of Kentmas, knowing that it would be bad. But it's only number five. Now, how excruciating was exciting. it? Like, were you able to laugh at it or was it just miserable? No, it's not even so bad. It's good. Dang it. It's dull. So don't see it. That's what you're don't saying. see it. It's a waste of time. All right. My number five. Fun facts, Kent. Yes. My number five is from 1978. <laughs> what? Yes. Starting off strong. <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> My, I, I saw this movie and I hated it. It's every which way but loose. 
which if you don't know what that is, you heard people, of this? Yeah, people love this you movie. You probably know it as the Clint Eastwood when we... Chimpanzee movie. When he, orangutan, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Here's the synopsis. Kid doesn't care about that stuff, remember? <laughs> the San Fernando Valley adventures of trucker turned prize fighter Philo Badeau and his pet orangutan, Clyde. Now, this is stars Clint Eastwood and Manus, uh, the, the orangutan, as Clyde. And this movie, seriously, is it's supposed to be a comedy, I think, but I think all the filmmakers thought was, hey, there's a monkey in our movie, so it's funny. Yeah. That's it. And keep in mind, this, 1978. Was, this, this was the heyday for Clint Eastwood. He was meant to be just grizzled, dirty, hairy. And, he, no, he and he's was. in the comical he monkey was, movie. He did all like the spaghetti westerns. He was like this iconic star. And then he's yes. like, I'm going to be in this movie with an orangutan. People like, and he was actually advised against it. They said, don't do it. Don't do it. It was a huge success. Yeah. It made 104 million dollars back in 1978 what with, a, a lot. with a budget of five million so this thing just it was it was the fourth highest grossing movie of 1978 it was only beat by animal house superman and greece it, wow it beat the deer hunter the best picture winner of that year that's normal and yeah. it also beat halloween I don't understand. This I feel movie. like I've never even heard of it. You haven't? No. No. So okay. No, no. People don't look at this in a bad light at all. No. That I, I watched it and I'm like, okay, it's going to be funny. Yeah. The humor was not there at all, and it's it's Clint Eastwood. He's kind of this prize fighter, like bare knuckle boxer type guy, and that's the whole thing. Is he's it's this road trip movie where he's riding around and doing random fights, and he's actually pursuing this girl, Sandra Locke, who he ended up dating in real life. But he pursues her for the longest time. And then, spoiler alert for 1978, it turns out she was just using An orangutan. him. She was the orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> but she was just using him. And then he keeps pursuing her. And it, it gets very stalkerish and creepy at parts. So I've been there. The whole time I'm watching it going, it's going to get funny any minute. But it which, was which side? Don't answer that. <laughs> Don't answer. There's a whole biker gang that's supposed to be like the Keystone Cops kind of this thing. This sounds fun. Yeah. I want to see this now, Joel. You have sold me. so terrible. It has a 36% of Rotten Is tomatoes. it weird that you've sold me on this? A little bit. But also, uh, this spawned a sequel. It was so successful, it spawned a sequel. That helps me more. Any which way you can, but people don't like that one as much because that's the one where they beat the orangutan until it died because it stole a donut. Wait, what? What? That's This is like Death Wish, but Wait, with orangutan? That was, the, that was the... No, that's the real life. Oh. They... It's... Not a good... I, I'm so confused. Did they animal kill cruelty. him in the movie, or did they kill him after the movie? They killed the monkey that was playing the, the orangutan that was playing the part in the second movie, not this movie. Wait, in real life or in, in the movie? real life? <gasps> his trainer beat him until he died. Welcome to season five, everybody. <laughs> so, wow, I'm so sad right now. Joel. I, That's that, how you should feel when thinking about every which way but loose. <laughs> but I like that they actually followed up the title with something that kind of was Clint Eastwood in the sequel. Yes, as was the girl that he hated. So I don't understand. At least it wasn't every which way but loose too. Like now you see me and now you see me too. Oh, right. That. Like they actually yeah. tried. So now that I brought the room down, I want to bring the room down, the room down again <laughs> yeah, by talking about my number four worst hated movie from what year? 2018. Oh, this is a newbie, and it's one I had to watch because Clearplay asked me to review it. Okay, uh, and it is Uncle Drew. Oh, oh, really? So I just thought you'd have loved Uncle Drew. <laughs> well, you know me; I love sports. <laughs> and uh, isn't this a Medea type movie where someone's dressing up? So here's—you remember how last time with that? Uh, with think the, about all the stage wisdom. <laughs> isn't Shaq no. in this movie? So I'll read the synopsis here. Desperate to win a basketball tournament and the cash prize, Dax stumbles upon the man, the myth, the legend, Uncle Drew, in all caps, <laughs> who in parentheses NBA All Star. NBA All-Star Kyrie Irving and convinces him to return to the court one more time. 
So remember how in Every Which Way I Blue, some like the filmmakers are just like, hey, there's an orangutan in the film. That's going to be funny. In this movie, it's, hey, we're going to dress basketball players up as old men. That'll be funny. Now, you, that's it. That's the entire thing. Wait, that sounds really funny. In the movie, like Uncle Drew is meant to be an old person, right? Yes. As is Do, oh, Shaquille O'Neal, Chris Webber, Reggie Miller, Nate Robinson, and former WNBA player Lisa Leslie. And they're all really supposed to be old, unironically. Yes. They make them all old, and they're like coming out of retirement to play basketball. But the problem is, it's supposed to be a comedy. I mean, it's based on these dumb Pepsi Max commercials from 2012. (laughs) They came up with a movie in 2018 for a commercial that came out in 2012. It's an adaptation of a commercial. I'm just disappointed that it wasn't about Grandmama. So did you like it or not? Remember Larry Johnson as Grandmama? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That was back when I liked basketball. Yeah. No, but it, it, have you ever had an uncle tell you a joke and you didn't laugh and so he repeats the punchline like six times? Yep. That's Uncle Drew. Uh, That's exactly what it is. It's like they keep repeating the same joke and it's not funny the first time, but then they totally shoot themselves in the foot because they don't make it a comedy. They try to make it a drama where it's like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Okay. And then he has this moment of you know elation, uh, but it's so dumb. Don't watch Uncle Drew. Is there a message in the movie? Is it the age, you know, isn't an issue? Kind or? of. There's, there's also a rift between the players and they have to work to come together because they had some falling out when one of the guys flirted with the other guy's girlfriend or something like that. It was bad, though. Like, honestly, I was watching the whole time going, at what point is this going to get funny? It's much like uh, Every Which Way but Loose, but it never did. Okay. It was bad. Sheesh. Uncle Drew, number four. My number four is one that uh, Joel and I saw together this what? year. Okay. It's A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> yeah. Wait for that. After the di- disappearance of her scientist father, three peculiar beings send Meg, her brother, and her friend to space in order to find him. Wrinkle in Time. We talked about this a lot. I mean, yeah, this is my favorite bacon bit about bacon it. Yeah. Bit. Uh, this movie was made for $100 million. Worldwide take was $132 million. So it did lose money as far as print and advertising goes. Okay. It bombed. Yes. But... Everyone also seemed to kind of want to defend it, too. Oh, of course. They're like, it's a terrible movie, but good effort movie. Well, here's the thing. Like, Ava DuVernay, who is apparently, like, this visionary director. Yeah, of the Selma. visionary director. That's what That's they, they say. That's how they Visionary it. director from Selma. Yeah, she made one good movie. And, and some then, commercials. In this movie. And it was just, this thing is just, an, it's an atrocity because it's trying to be fantastical. I understand Disney was trying to go for to adapt this great kids book that people grew up with and yes. love. It's a great and made book. a movie yeah. with a giant flying plant dragon uh, played by Reese Witherspoon. Yes. And Oprah. Giant space Oprah. And Mindy from The Office quoting Chris Tucker. Yep. That's basically the I'm sorry, none of that is made quoting Chris Tucker. Yeah. She's supposed to quote great philosophers and she ends up they tried to modernize it by having her quote. So at one point she goes, oh, like rush hour? Yeah, no, at one point she does this. Dang! But it's not ding, as we know. Chris she Tucker. Goes, she goes, Tucker, America. Yeah. Because that's how she does every quote. She cites everything she says. An anonymous review from the audience said, this movie is amazing, and you will understand it a lot more if you are awake to the possible wonders that be our universe. Five stars. <laughs> I just don't think, Joel, we were awake to the, to the wonders we that be our universe. universe. <laughs> no. And no. here's the thing. We weren't high. We were not Pete Davidson watching this movie. <laughs> Pete loved this movie. We should have been. <laughs> because this, it felt like it. This is your number four? Number four worst. In fact, I called this one in my review a glorified screensaver. It's only missing an aquarium world and ever-expanding colorful pipes to make it the complete yeah. set. Yep. It was pretty, but it's pretty 
awful. It, okay, it was pretty, but it also wasn't pretty enough. Like they try to yeah. do this big reveal, and it's like, oh, it's a green hill. Yes. Okay. Yeah. With with no story, I think this much like every young adult adaptation, it kind of killed any hopes for a sequel because mm-hmm. they generally bomb. I don't know what is wrong with these these stories or what these adaptations are trying to do. I don't know what they were trying to do with this movie. My number three is one you guys probably will never see, may not even have heard of. It's called The Darkest Minds. If there's one thing in common with all these movies so far, yeah, it's that I was smart enough to not watch them. It's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so The Darkest Minds, uh, the synopsis Oh, I know that. Is, That's a Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Is that? No, it is not. That's not Michelle Pfeiffer? Is it Dangerous like Minds? Netflix oh. original or something? No. Isn't that the TV series with the with the <laughs> Criminal Minds? It's Dark Materials, actually, okay. as well. Oh, okay. So in, in prison... The darkest by, Minds. Imprisoned by an adult world that now fears everyone under 18, a group of teens from a resistance group fight back and reclaim control of their future. Wait, is it Minds? Or minds. Mine does. Okay. So the, with two Z's. So this. <laughs> I wish I had two yeah, I know, Z's. Right? <laughs> like it's ever right. The darkest it minds. <laughs> it's like a Utah sports team all of a sudden. <laughs> but this is young X-Men on a road trip. Because you may have seen this preview. This is one where they're like on a car chase and someone opens oh, the back and they, they push the tree I remember the trailer the for road. this one now. And they're, they're running away from Brienne of Tarth with a terrible black wig. Hmm. Not ringing a bell. So it's directed by Jennifer U. Nelson, who did Kung Fu Panda 2 and 3. The budget was $34 million, and it made $41 million. So It didn't turn, well, it didn't didn't turn a profit. It didn't turn a profit. But, yeah. It was really atrocious and so boring. I sat there probably an hour and 40 minutes hating the entire experience. Superpowers and are boring? In this movie, somehow. Hmm. And here's the thing. It's another young adult adaptation. So it's like, hey, go here, and you're going to have to choose a tribe. Like it's a it's a divergent story okay. where they start killing kids because they have certain powers. But man, is it dull. The acting is atrocious, but the audience liked it. I'm going to do this for every single one. I, I enjoy it. So keep doing it. So this is also an anonymous review, but it's five stars. Best film I have seen in a long time. Don't listen to those BS reviews from top critics that would only watch La La Land. See it for yourself. <laughs> it is well worth it. Oh, oh, it's some anonymous guy, but his picture, he's kissing his dog. So... <laughs> Is there a tongue? There is tongue. For sure. Jacob, family friendly. <laughs> and you think it'd be from the dog. It's family friendly. <laughs> but the darkest minds don't even do this. Like it, I, I hated the experience. And it's one of those where I'm like, I feel like I'm giving it more attention by talking about it right now. But I hated it that much that I, I, I do to. wonder about that. Though when yes. we say don't, when we give our five worst, the people are actually more compelled to see them because they're on our worst list. No, yes. it's just they can be they can commiserate if they happen to have seen these things. Too. Hopefully, they right. haven't. So, Joel, what's your number three? My number three is a wrinkle in time. <laughs> I was <laughs> waiting for five. that. Yeah, I, I knew we were going to get at least that on our list because both you and I were watching and going, "What is happening?" Because it, I can't maybe remember this is that. The close-ups were driving me insane. Right now, terrible you, cinematography. You may you may not notice it because you may not paying attention to you know cinematography of it's it. It's the way a TV show is shot in but many ways. Most mostly speaking, it's uh, close-up is like just the face, whereas like a medium shot's like head to chest, yes. like in the frame. But they kept like zooming on the people's face, so it was feeling the entire screen. We were seeing it in IMAX, mm-hmm. and they were having just normal conversations. Because normally, when you do a close-up, it's to it's to see emotion like if they're a really intense emotion on their face yes because you're right up in their face but they just do it in everyday conversations like it's like, like what did you have for lunch <laughs> i had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> like it was not you think there's anything that normal in wrinkle in time there I wasn't they, i think they did have peanut butter and jelly sandwich at the beginning yeah <laughs> but i remember thinking like is it just me but i saw multiple critics point out the cinematography in particular the close-ups were distracting and i'm like oh i feel justified so bad and 
really, I mean, this is maybe the novel is unfilmable because this is just a disjointed, trippy mess. It really didn't make sense. And I remember liking the novel a lot. Yeah. And this movie, I did not. So that was your number three. Number three. Okay. Good choice. I mean, it, it was trying to be so woke. But it put me to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that joke down so I wouldn't forget it. My number two. Let's hear it. Let's my hear number it. two worst movie that I watched in 2018 is actually one you two morons made me watch. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. We didn't make you watch any Medea this year. You made me watch. You two idiots made me watch this. It's a 2014 Could movie. Could you be nice a little bit? Vampire so Academy. <laughs> we made you watch this? For yeah, the Vampire Show. Did. Wait, this is one of the worst ones of the year? This is one of the worst movies Jake. I've ever seen. Okay. Jake, this is a bad movie. It is a really bad oh, movie. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Here's the synopsis. I'm gonna, we, talked about, we talked about it on the Vampire Show. 2014? So I'm not going to it. Is that 2014. I mean, but worse than Wrinkle in Time? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Wrinkle in uh, Time got one of Actually, my- no, here's the thing. I laughed my face off at this movie. Like, uh. it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. No. I just want to read the synopsis here. Rose Hathaway is a dampier, half human, half vampire, a garden of the Maroi. I mean, so <laughs> living discreetly within our world. Her calling is to protect the Maroi from bloodthirsty, bloodthirsty, immoral vampires, the Strigoi. They're immoral vampires? Yes, they're immoral and immortal. Okay. <laughs> uh, but this is directed by Mark Waters, who did Freaky Friday, Mean Girls, and Mr. Popper's Penguins. And it stars a bunch of people that will never get a job again because it's terrible. This grossed $15 million against a $30 million budget. Wow. It made half of the money. Can, it did we contribute made. to some of that fifteen we million? Absolutely you did, <laughs> and we paid extra because they were recliner seats. Yeah, those as are well. nice seats. Yeah. Seriously, this movie it, it over explains everything in this really kind of but, look how cool we are. But Joel, it is so hip. The movie is cool. No, the whole time they're, they're <laughs> the whole time they're mocking. Yeah, it's really cool. They're actually mocking Twilight and Harry Potter, which they're directly ripping off. Yes, and the whole time I'm like. You're not cool enough to be mocking the big like even Twilight. They they didn't feel worthy to mock Twilight. Like I watched Vampire Suck, which was the you know parody movie yes, of yes. Uh, Twilight. It's a better movie than Vampire Academy. I have that a ser- Joel, serious question for you. Yes, Vampire Academy or Breaking Dawn Part One, which is worse? Well, see, I watched Breaking Down Part One with Rift Tracks, so I enjoyed it more. Uh, so, so did we. <laughs> but for Vampire Academy, <laughs> yeah, so bad. No, I want to. I want to bring this up too. Is that they were going to have a sequel, but then of course you make half your budget back. They're not going to make a sequel, right? So they tried to go to the fans, and they're like, "Hey, we're going to do a funding fundraising campaign, and there's all these perks, and we raise up enough money. If we raise one point five million dollars in a month, we will make this movie." Guess how much they raised. I don't know. Twelve dollars. Two hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars. That's a lot for it's them. It's a though. quarter. It's about. It's less than a quarter of what they needed to go. But I was still like, who gave money to this? Yeah. So <laughs> Jake and I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> I gave another fifteen bucks. We, we had, took the uh, Pekin contributions and we donated. Oh yes. But here's the <laughs> thanks patrons. It had one saving grace. I mean, besides, it's full of beautiful people. Like this film is full of beautiful people. Beautiful, beautiful people. people. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Ken. We had to. Uh, but the one saving grace is the closing credits is actually uh, Churches, the band Churches, doing a cover of the song Bella Lugosi's Dead. Okay. I loved it. And I actually looked it up and, and bought it after. You bought the soundtrack? For no, I bought that one song. Sure you did. Vampire Academy soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Bella Lugosi's Dead. Vampire Academy soundtrack lover. It's Churches. I love Churches. I love that you're on your shuffle. Isn't Vampire that, Academy will come up. No, you even listen to church. Isn't that churches with like the V? Yeah, the I U? love them. Churches. They're great. Yeah. All right. There we go. Okay, okay, what's my, your number two? My number two is a horror movie, and I'm, I go so easy on horror because they're usually bad, but... It follows. You still hate it. I still hate it follows. This one was so bad that I had to make it my second worst movie of the year. It's Slender Man. There that was a Slender Man movie. Oh, yeah. I heard a lot of year. stuff about that. 
that was. I don't recall anything about that. I don't know. I'm out. thinking of the snowman. Oh, was, that was last year with wait. Harry Hole. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Damn, like, Detective, Detective Harry. <laughs> no, you just made it worse by saying that. <laughs> this character's name Michael like Fassbender uh, plays Detective Harry Hole. <laughs> wait, Kent, this was this in and out of theaters because I don't remember it being in there at all. Out. Like this should have been straight to Redbox, not even Netflix. It's that bad. Hmm. So, in a small town in Massachusetts, a group of friends fascinated by the internet lore of the Slender Man attempt to prove that he doesn't actually exist until one of them mysteriously goes missing. This movie basically tries to recreate the YouTube videos, but in the worst way possible. It has uh, Joey King. I think that's her name from Wish Upon. Dad, okay. Not, not she's, she's in a lot of really terrible horror movies and this is her worst one you think even the concept of slender man like you could the internet can do no, a lot of creative stuff I, I, that's what i was gonna say is you don't need much to scare people with slender no. man like honestly the creepy pasta he came from is is creepy enough yeah and the, the pictures they've created but they show those pictures like in the movie and that's all they rely on this is one of those movies where if there is going to be a jump scare like if you hear the music ramp up there's a jump scare and it's always a cat or a garage door and rarely anything great. It doesn't make any sense. The budget was $10 million, and this one actually made, because it's a horror film, so they make money, $51 million worldwide. Wait, say that again? Made for 10, made 51. So it's still... It still made money, so it made money, money back. Yeah. But it is... It's actually terrible. Like I said, I love horror was movies of all kinds. Not at all. Dang. It was, it was boring. And this one actually wasn't screened for critics, because A, they knew it would be terrible, but B, they were worried about the negative publicity, because remember, the court case is still going on about oh, yeah. those two girls that actually did take that, the life of their friend. Well, they didn't take her life. They stabbed her. She, she survived. She did? No, she died. No, she survived. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Look I that up. I remember reading Dead. And so they basically said, oh, we don't want to be affiliated with that, even though, honestly, that story would make a far better movie than the actual scary story of Slender Man. Uh, but the audience, they said, amazing movie. Best movie I've ever watched. I wish I could just watch it over and over again. And it was just a picture of a giraffe. The girl Five left stars. the hospital six days after the attack. She returned oh, she to school in fall of 2014. Are you sure? She's or okay. did she uh, actually succumb to Slenderman? She's okay. <laughs> and also, the CGI was magnificent. And the characters were increasing. But the plot was just mind-dazzling. John K, five stars. <laughs> mind-dazzling? Mind-dazzling. That's not even a thing. It's, it's apparently a thing. Don't watch this, even if you like cheesy horror. There's slightly better this year. What if you like Slenderman? The, the, what Not about at all. The myth of Slenderman. No, go watch Marble Hornets on YouTube, and you're going to get the the chilling effect. That Marble Slenderman. Hornets. Marble Hornets is the original videos that. Well, the ones that popularized. He made it up. Joel. He made oh. it up. Don't even. Yeah, honestly, to look at Marble Hornets, and you're going to see this is from 2008. Maybe it's called Ant Man and the Wasp. So oh, I'm it Marble it. Hornets. <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. It's the Wasp, right, man. Kent. That's Marvel's what I meant. the Wasp. So I have honorable mentions. Yes, we're gonna do our honorable mentions now. I'm oh. trying to I'm trying to figure out what your number one is. I'm between two different movies. Okay. I can't I can't believe one didn't come up. So do you have a guess? Just give a guess. Well, no, no, wait, wait till we get there. Okay, I'll, okay. I'll guess in a minute. Do, do, yeah. your, do your honorable mentions and please keep it brief, Kent. The Predator. Yeah. That's really, pretty bad. Really bad. Fun though. No, no, brief, fun. Bad. Brief commentary. Okay. Life of the party. How can it be fun and really bad though? Life of the somehow. Party. Life of the party. Life of the party. Melissa McCarthy. It's lifeless. The Nun. Had a lot of potential. Oh, yeah, the Conjuring the, spinoff. Yes, made the most money of any Conjuring movie. Absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. Wait, it made the most money of any Conjuring movie? Yeah. That's disgusting. Isn't it? Conjuring 1 and 2 are fantastic films. Yes. Horror Ant films. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, come on. Seriously, Dull. They were chasing a tiny building. That's fair. The Grinch. Okay. Hated yeah. it. Yeah. And Book Club. 
I loved book club, but I hated book club because it was so bad. It was so bad. That's the one with like, uh, Diane Keaton's and, Diane Keaton and, yeah. all the, and Candace Bergen. And yeah. it's all about 50 shades of gray. That's right. Yes. Joel, what are your honorable mentions? I have a lot more than that. So, uh, keep uh, it brief, you just, man. You just keep it brief. More. Yeah, no, uh, the 1517 to Paris. Oh, I didn't see that one. That's the one where they use the real life heroes that stopped the train attack. So bad acting. It's, it's really bad. Like they're, they're heroes and they're, they're awesome guys, but they can't act. It was hard to watch. Tyler Perry's Acrimony. You watched that? I had to for clear. <laughs> and it was bad. You had to watch that? It was so bad. I don't yeah. think I even heard about that. Yeah. It, no one should have. It was actually wasn't terrible. No, I mean, heard about you complaining about watching it. Oh, I yeah, keep it under the radar. Uh, True Stories, 1986. Uh, that's a... Uh, uh, talking Heads uh, movie, The Return of the Pink Panther. I'm done with that franchise. I hate all those movies. <laughs> You're done with that franchise. Yeah. Oh, that's, I the that's last so bold. I started, I started watching them, but I was like, these are terrible. Everyone, You're done with a terrible movie from everyone, 2003. Uh, 1975. 1975. That's the return. Done with that's, yeah, it's I thought there was a remake. Peter Sellers. There is, but I, I'm watching that. Re- I was oh, watching okay. Peter Sellers. I was trying to watch Peter Sellers movies. You um, are so bold, sir. Yes. Good night and good luck. Hated it. Oh, okay. just so much. Saw that? Yeah, wow. I just barely saw. Because I was like, that's got so much attention. I need to watch that one. Hated it. Uh, Juno and the Paycock. You guys remember that one? Yes, I do. Uh, Hitchcock show. Actually, I have three Hitchcock here in a row. Juno and the Paycock, Spellbound, and Topaz all made my worst list. Unbelievable. Spellbound made it? Gregory Peck's awful. Uh, oh my in word. that movie, uh, Noah, 2014, finally saw that. What the heck? That oh, was I like so Noah. dumb. I like Noah. I hated it. Uh, Jeez. Cloud Atlas also hated it. And finally, Fantastic the, Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, hated it. Mm. You're being really harsh, I think. No, I'm not. Because honestly, uh, you know, Cloud Atlas, crazy movie, really trippy. The score itself oh, maybe saves the movie. No. It is such a great soundtrack. Me to go, to get me him to go, but what, what? That's Excuse dialogue me? from the movie. <laughs> is that Tom Hanks in... Uh, That's probably Tom uh, Hanks. Cultural appropriation? Yeah, yes. probably. It's yeah. terrible. So Crimes of Grindelwald, yes, you really, really hated that one. I did. Yeah, Kent, that didn't come up for years. Uh, it's like number 11, worst. Yeah. Oh, so it didn't quite make honorable mentions yes. even? Okay, Kent, is it time for me to guess? Uh, yeah. Your number one yeah. worst is... Happy Time Murders. Happy Time Murders. Yes. Oh, I should have guessed that. The worst <laughs> movie of the year. Good job, Jake. Thank you. Thank you. I'll tell you the other one in a second. Okay. Once you've done your spiel. When the puppet cast of a 90s children TV show begin to get murdered one by one, a disgraced LAPD detective turned private eye puppet takes on the case. This is a crass crass movie directed by brian henson the son of jim henson the director of muppets christmas carol which is a tier one christmas movie this is a movie he's wanted to do for about 10 15 years and so because he thought it would be funny to have puppets that we know and puppets in our world not not puppets we know because he couldn't get didn't he see greg the bunny yeah precisely it's like it's an old tv show it was on for like one and a half seasons but joel avenue q is considered to be so funny on broadway so he thinks 10 years ago right 12 years ago but that's when he wanted to make the movie he was finally able to make it he had to do all new puppet characters living in our world and oh my gosh this movie is like a it's a gluttonous mess of disgusting and i'm like i'm not easily shocked i'm pretty desensitized but i sat there and i was like that's gross like, I don't need to see that. And I know they're just puppets, but what they are doing really disgusts me. Didn't you say the same thing about Sausage Party? Yeah. Oh, I actually, I hated Sausage Party. Yeah. But I hated this Which movie. Which is worse? worse. Happy Time Murders? Or this so? is worse. Okay. This is awful. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, she got shot once and so she somehow became addicted to sugar. And so it becomes her cocaine. So it's, there's this a whole the plot third line. time the word cocaine has been said. I Fourth know, time right? Third? Well, because I said it. When I was what did you, you say? Said I just said that you said just it. No, I'm not saying it again. <laughs> yes. But I said in my review, this feels like a 90 It's only 90 minutes. A 90 minute cinematic root canal. Oh. The, the, the jokes are, 
you know, Naughty X or a puppet getting its head blown off and cotton coming out or something like that. Like, that's the joke of the movie. That's the joke. That's the joke. And it's meant to be a funny buddy cop movie. It's not. But Jamie G on Rotten Tomatoes audience review says revolutionary, funny, whimsical. The Happy Time Murders film is exquisite and extremely entertaining. Five out of five golden leaves. Golden leaves? no golden leaves, but apparently for this review. That's what they do? There was. (laughs) This will be the worst movie I see for a long, long time. I hope. Oh, knock on wood, dude. Number one worst. So have you not seen Holmes and Watson? I have not yet. That's why. Yeah, we actually got warned against that one too. So I well, actually yeah. I need to see it. Though. The world was warned against it. I right? watched people were walking so out well. like after fifteen minutes. Yeah, like, that's I crazy. It. Yeah, people were hating on that. I movie. need to see this then. I mean, I've read some reviews that it's like they feel like uh, Riley and Farrell are like in on it. It's like awkward. Like, like it's supposed to be bad. Like they're like this is performance art. No, like when, it's just it's a paycheck for both of them. Like, like walking together went crazy in real life. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Maybe. Okay, I'll go to my number one then. And I'll, I'll, I'll disclose right now, I didn't see Happy Time Murders, but I'm betting it's worse than this one. You would absolutely hate it. I know I would because of just everything. And by I've the way, Clearplay it. wouldn't even have it available. <laughs> they don't. I promise you. Nip Angel and Clearplay don't have it. All right, what year is this from, Joel? 2017. Okay. So it's 2017. It's actually a sequel. It's a comedy sequel. Man, I have a lot of comedies on here. I just realized that. Hey, you hate, you hate comedies? The worst, hate the worst, the worst world movies Comedians, in the world are comedies. Humor. I've said it before. Joy, Glee. This yeah. is actually a sequel. And this, I was so, I liked the the trailer for this sequel. I was like, that actually looks like a really fun movie. And I hadn't seen the first one. I actually went back and watched the first movie so I could watch the sequel. The first movie I gave three stars. This movie I gave one star. It's Daddy's Home 2. Oh, so I, I saw the, seen it yet. I saw the trailer and it has like, you, you know, haven't even talked about this. John this is the Lithgow. worst movie. This is the worst movie. I Daddy's saw this home too. The, the worst comical. I know because in the trailer you see like John Lithgow being this lovey dovey dad and yeah, you see Mel Gibson. Gibson being this really cool dad. Right. And I was like, that looks kind of funny. Uh, this stars Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, Linda Cardellini, John Cena, John Cena, uh, uh, John Lithgow, and Mel old. Gibson never does. So, <laughs> It's about, uh, I'll just read this. Having finally gotten used to each other's existence, Brad and Dusty must now deal with their intrusive fathers during the holidays. But you liked the first one, okay. I gave it three stars. It was like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. This one was awful. Like, it's just like, no, none of the jokes work. The whole time, it's just this miserable experience where you can see, like, just hear the heavy footsteps of a joke coming a mile away. And then Ugh. it's like... Yeah, then we knew that was coming. And then the story gets more and more and more contrived as it goes on. Like, where the, you know, they get these movies where like they get into these impossible situations where it's like, how on earth did they get here? Yeah. But it just, it's miserable. I thought the trailer jokes are pretty good. Like John Lithgow and Will yeah. Ferrell. And yeah, that's right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But then they have jokes such as the part where Will Ferrell mistakes a cell phone tower for a tree as they're trying to cut down a Christmas tree. So he tries to cut it down and gets electrocuted. You're kidding me. Because that's what happens when you that's cut not metal real. chainsaw. That's not real. Then they also go to an <laughs> improv. They probably make it look like a real tree. Like that's the thing is so it fits into nature. So they made the tower look like a real tree. Then they so have, we got they have those, but still, is that like, what it was? Yeah, basically. Yeah. But it's still, you cut into one of those. You're not going to get electrocuted to the point of almost dying. Also, there's a part where they go to improv comedy club and they start giving like really awkward suggestions to make the person on stage feel awkward. Okay. And it just gets to the point where I was literally like, feeling awkward like this isn't like fun awkward this is like it's because they mess with your heartland right there no no no, yeah but not like i was feeling bad for him like this is not realistic at all like no one would no 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 sane person would act like this but then it ends and this is where it really lost me because the whole time was miserable it tries to be this whole christmasy movie and in the end they somehow end up 
in this like movie theater watching a movie with Liam Neeson doing a Christmas movie, but then the power goes out. So everyone has to wait in the lobby and then they decide to have a karaoke competition for what? some reason in the Did lobby. Did they just make up the ending on the fly? And then they all Christmas. join in in a group song. Except of, for Mel Do Gibson. they know it's Christmas? What? And it is cringeworthy. And I like, honestly, okay. I Hold think. Hold on. Did you buy that song? No. On <laughs> he did. He totally bought that one. Yeah. He wanted Mel Gibson oh. singing, do they know it's Christmas? <laughs> so bad. Like it really was like they're trying to be Christmassy and they had to just like shoehorn it in there. But it feels like, I mean, John Lithgow, Mel Gibson, yeah. even Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, they've worked together before and done well. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the cast was just basically dropped in the middle of, of a comedy desert with a toothbrush and like a dead battery. And they're like, there, survive. Like they were giving nothing to work with. And this movie is nothing. Richard Dean Anderson could survive that way. He probably could have. He'd make a hilarious comedy that way. He's, but he's MacGyver. MacGyver. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. That, that's my worst. Okay. Wow. Number one. It was bad. Woo. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about the happy. All right. You're going to move a little faster. over. Yeah. Joel? Woohoo. What do you start with number five? <laughs> so. Here we go. No, it's funny because my number five is actually because I saw a trailer for the sequel of this movie. Okay. And I heard that it had Daddy's a, Home too. Well, <laughs> Daddy's Home. I know it's, it's Daddy's, Daddy's Home too. No, but I heard that the the sequel was getting a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I went, "Excuse me, what? I never even saw the first movie." So I went back and watched the first movie. I know what it is. Do you? Yeah. What is it? Paddington. It's Paddington. Yay! I love Paddington. <laughs> Two thousand and fourteen. Paddington. A young Peruvian bear travels to London in search of a home. Finding himself lost and alone at Paddington Station, he meets the kindly Brown family who offer him a temporary haven. That's racist. Also, I've never watched Paddington, but I heard it was really good. You no, should. So Apparently, I'm, it's adorable. I'm not a fan of the Paddington books. Like, I hadn't well, ever... Who I, I didn't is really, I didn't really grow up with Yeah. Yeah. So, I, was, well, I wasn't expecting much, but this movie, okay, starring Ben, Win- ben Wishaw. Wishaw? Wishaw. Wishaw. As the voice of, of Paddington. But then you get Hugh Bonneville, uh, Lord, Lord Grantham. Lord Grantham from... Why uh, do Dan I know Tabby. that? <laughs> Sally Hawkins. You may know her from uh, Glove, Glove, Kiss, Kiss. <laughs> That's some shame knowledge. Uh, Peter Capaldi's in it, Doctor Who. And yeah. then Nicole Kidman is the bad guy. So this movie is uh, almost impossible to dislike because it is so positive and upbeat and uplifting that you can't help but just smile with a stupid grin on your face this entire time. It was also really, really kind of clever. Like the jokes actually were really working for me. And like my kids were loving it. My wife and I were loving it. And then I, I did end up watching the sequel. It didn't make my my top five. Okay. But it's one of my favorites of the year. We'll get into that when we talk about the honorable mentions. I just want to t- say it now that it's also very well done. And surprisingly so because yeah. this is a CGI children's book character. But it's a movie that can appeal to adults and kids. Great so, choice. Yeah. Paddington. Okay. All right. Mine is also about a CG animal as well. It's Alpha. Oh, no. yeah. Alf. 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 Not Alf. Alf from Project or hey! Planet Melmac. <laughs> he just eats cats. Well, so does Alpha. Right? Alpha was oh, one of the true. better movies of the year. Yeah. Alpha. It surprised me more than anything this the year. The synopsis, please. In the prehistoric past, a young man struggles to return home after being separated from his tribe during a buffalo hunt. Mm-hmm. He finds a similarly lost wolf companion and starts a friendship that would change humanity. Rumor it's ha- man's it's, best friend. It's how y- the d- origin domestication of dogs. Yes. But uh, rumor has it, Kent, that this was up for the Utah Film Critics Association. Best foreign film. Best foreign language film. <laughs> and it's, it's actually American film. non-English. Yeah. It's a non-English film because they created a language for this movie. Not that there's much language because this is a survival story. Jake, yeah. you yeah. saw this one, right? I, yeah. I did as well. You did? Not you this, this year, though, not last year. Okay. Yeah. So this is one of the... And feel free to join in with your opinion. Like, 
I watched. So you've the seen trailer. it in the last week? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I watched the trailer over a year ago because they delayed this movie quite a bit. And I said, "Oh, I hate dogs," and that looks boring. I just watched the whole movie, and I watched the movie in IMAX. I was stunned. Yeah, it. I was like, "This whole movie CG. It's not." It it looks like a real. It is a realistic landscape for the most part. I'm yes. sure they use some. They did stuff, but but the cinematography alone is incredible. I mean, each shot was like a movie poster. Mm-hmm. Whoever the art director was for this movie, just great job, nailed it. Amazing. Also, Jacob, this was actually the first movie I watched in 2019. Really? Because I wanted to start the year with a movie called Alpha. Oh, that's perfect. And so, so I'm going to watch oh, the, the Omega Man. Omega Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's really weird. <laughs> yeah. And maybe neurotic. You should see a doctor. <laughs> it's it's I OCD. Do. Every other Thursday. It's OCD. <laughs> but no. So like, even in this story, which like I I even wrote my review, like it's anything but original. But like compared to like the glut of CG overblown movies we get it's like refreshing and beautiful and the character even though it's it's a road trip movie it's a journey movie he goes through a great character arc as well he does from like this kid that really isn't meant to take over the tribe to the end of the movie with the you know i'm not going to spoil it or anything but there's a lot of changes for this guy yeah and it's when he dies right at the beginning uh, yeah yeah (laughs) spoiler alert ghost journey yes but i i really love this movie and the more i've thought about it over time like, I even refuse to watch it on my TV because I need to watch it on a giant Listener, screen Listener, if you have a good 4K HDR or even just honestly, a good TV, go watch this one. It looks good, honestly. Like, yeah. even no matter what it, TV Except you watch on, on Ken's TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I like that we have it actually playing here in the background on the screen in the big cave. I know. The big wall. Yeah. So 2.0. I like that. All right. So my fourth is... Fourth best for fourth the 2018. best is 8th grade. Oh, yeah, you did like that one. You know what I like about your choices, Ken? Mm. I've seen them and heard of them. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because generally I go hipster. Yeah. But you've seen these. Yeah, but so. they're 2018 and I've seen yeah. good movies in 2018. You, you did see 8th grade? Not the, yeah. Okay. So an introverted t- teenage girl tries to survive the last week of her disastrous 8th grade year before leaving to start high school. This movie is written and directed by Bo Burnham, stand-up comic. Yeah, he's the he's the horse, right? <laughs> Stop that's that. the one. That's Bo the one. Jack Horseman. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. This movie, was, I didn't see this in the theater. It came out of Sundance. Didn't see it there. Abe Yosby actually said, hey, here's a movie that you're actually going to love. Eighth grade. I was you like, guys always see eye to eye on movies. We don't actually. <laughs> we really don't. But I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. I didn't really interest me. You know, and it was him that sold me on it as well. Yes. I was like, okay, I'll check that out. Because here's the thing. You watch this movie and it's this really insecure girl but she makes her own youtube videos where she acts like she's popular and they maybe have two views Mm -hmm. and she's talking about as if junior high is going really well and then you actually see how life is in junior high and even though it's a modern take and it's all about texting and snapchat and everything like that i related to this movie and that is why i loved it okay i felt like i was in her shoes granted i didn't always have like you, wait, the you awkward... watched in her shoes yes i put her shoes on and they were i, I size 12 no, i meant feet, the movie so. in her shoes oh not that movie please no <laughs> but like the dad in this movie deserves a best supporting actor nomination for the oscars he does do a good because the role is so unique and fun to watch mm-hmm. and he's just trying to raise his daughter who doesn't care about him all that much because she's trying like to figure herself graders. out exactly uh just really quick fun fact like that dinner shot where uh so good yeah, yeah. yes uh, where he's like, please, can we talk for five minutes? Yeah, and it, like you the camera is just on her face, so you don't know what's going on. And yes. suddenly you realize she's at dinner because you can hear that I'm talking just yeah. like muffled in the background. Or the yeah. fact yeah. where he tries to, he knocks on the door when she's, you know, going to bed and she's on her phone and, mm-hmm. and she throws the throws phone at the it. wall yeah. and breaks the, yeah. But fun fact, Bo Burnham, I guess, doesn't know kids as well as maybe he thought. And so he said, hey, I think all these teenagers should communicate over Facebook Messenger. Elsie <laughs> Fisher said, 
No one uses Facebook. We, we use Facebook Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> we do. It's because we're, we're, we're old. old. But so she says they use Instagram and Snapchat instead. So they changed that a little bit. But honestly, the thing is, like, and I, I was telling you, Joel, the other day, the swimming pool scene alone mm-hmm. is masterful. I rewound that so yes. I could show it to my wife. Yes. And yeah. it's actually, I was going to say, this actually dropped on VidAngel just recently. And so okay. I was like, okay, I'll have to put that in my queue. No, please watch it. It is one of those where it's not laugh out loud funny. Not because of you, because of Abiospi. There's some yeah. awkward moments too. The the, the well, awkwardness yeah. is, is close to, honestly, yeah. it's very close to the office, the British office. Oh, okay. Where it's so mm. awkward and not like yeah. overtly funny that you're like, oh my gosh, I'll never forget this because I'm dying inside. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's not like it, there's anything explicit. It's just so well, there's some uncomfortable stuff on there. Yes. Well, not even uncomfortable that way, which there are a few scenes. Yeah. This is rated R. So maybe, you know, cut out like 20 seconds. You'll be fine. Okay. My number four is actually a hard R too. Hard R. Hard R. But I watched Starring Steven play. Seagal. This is a 2018 movie. Okay. And it's Upgrade. Yeah, it really is. It is. We were talking about this the other day. So Kent, Kent was like, he, he messaged me and he's like, hey, hey, Joel, I want to tell you one of the movies that I'm going to surprise you with one of these movies I put on my list. It's number, it's going to be, you know, in the top 10. And, I'm, yeah. and he said, I'm not going to spoil it though, because it's not, you know, top five, It's but it's top 10. And he said, it's upgrade. And I was just like, that's my number four. In fact, he, you were like, really? Upgrade? You actually yeah. liked I was like it that oh, much? What? That's insane. I was like, yeah, but I did. And now I feel bad. So upgrade. It just shows what a sucky year it was. <laughs> no, upgrade's legitimately it, good. It is. It is okay. So set in the near future, technology controls nearly all aspects of life. But when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, has the world tur- has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. I just want to fix cars. So this one, <laughs> this is the better version of Venom. Isn't that weird? Where Starring... Logan Marshall Green, who's Kirkland, the better version Tom of Tom Hardy. Yes. Um, oh, he's better than Tom no, Hardy I just now? said that because wow. that fit. But uh, this movie was surprised me because I, I didn't have any concept of what this movie was going to be. I thought it was just kind of the sci-fi thing. But then it's also kind of got some horror elements into it. Yes. And then it has comedy, which I did not expect. That was kind of fun. These comedic moments. I was like, oh, okay. That's actually really enjoyable. And do you know what brings it all together? What? The ending. Yes. The gut punch ending. Gut punch? That's yes. Spoilers. That's all I'm going to say. So, I'm not with you on that. No, I'm, I'm actually with him on that. That was projected from a mile away. No. Um, no, it, 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 it was one of those things where I kind of went, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, right before it happened. Oh, see, that's when it lost me. Yeah. Really? No, I was yeah, like, I this it. is like an A, A minus. And I got to the end. I was like, man, oh, no. B. The game that was set up that's, from the beginning. That's when I realized it was yes. a horror movie and not a sci-fi movie. Yes. And I went, boom, well done. So this uh, cost five million. It made sixteen million. So three times its budget. Sixteen. That's all. Yeah. Well, this well that's sad. I, this, and that's what's sad. No, like, I, don't, I don't feel like a lot of people know this about this. This will one. be a home video success. This will be a cult classic from now on. Yeah. But really, it was also just kind of funny because this movie, like when I was watching Venom, I'm like, this is like Upgrade, but not as good because the whole the whole premise of Upgrade is that uh, he has this chip in his uh, spine that communicates with him and helps him function because he's a quadriplegic. Yes. And he's able to talk to it. And so he has this back and forth with it, much like Eddie Brock and Venom do. Mm-hmm. But the way they communicate, I really just enjoyed when he's like, I need your permission to take over uh, your body so I can fight this guy. And he's like, permission granted. And all of a sudden he does these fight scenes. And the cinematography during those scenes yeah. is so well done because you feel like and his he was acting with like his face and Dude, his body. That's the thing. Two separate yeah. actings going on. Yeah. And I, I generally he's not like the best actor. But when he was actually doing the stunts, it's the best part of the and whole just movie. smiling. You're yeah. like, it's so fun. OK, that's effortless. And it, like yeah. I said, it is our uh, for violence and language. I'm pretty sure There's when the villains glory. have guns in their arms like gun hands and they. Yes, it's that's a silly movie. That's yeah. Grindhouse. But man, did this succeed. And I really enjoyed it. Like yeah. I, I, I it caught me completely by surprise. And I think that's why I liked it. Yeah. Great choice. 
another one. This is my number three. This is from 2018 as well. Wow. Uh, and this was one another one where Clearplay asked me to review it, and I was like, all right, fine. It's Game Night. Oh, Game, number three game night. game night is so good i really like game night <laughs> so game night i mean uh, number three good yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> jacob's like over here like bashing on him and ken and i are both like nope these yeah, are, you these guys are, are good, loving jacob. on everything no, yeah. yeah yeah okay it's positive time okay positive jacob's time. over there watching venom for the third time being like guys this is the best <laughs> movie. Hold on, hold on. This is i'm watching my marco polos from disney world <laughs> yeah oh, that's gonna take a while but no this movie okay so a group of friends who meet regularly for game nights find themselves entangled in a real life mystery with when the shady brother of one of them is seemingly kidnapped by dangerous gangsters and this has uh, jason bateman and rachel mcadams in the main roles and then you get uh, Jesse Plemons as the creepy cop neighbor. One of the best roles of the year. I loved his performance. Like yes. that was my, every time he showed up on screen, I was like gleeful. Holding the puppy. Yes. <laughs> so good. Because he's just this creepy next door neighbor. But this movie, I, and I think uh, my review just said, when it comes to dark comedies, Game Night plays its cards right. <laughs> it's weird. In, in a year where Tag came out, I thought this movie would be the same kind yeah. of movie. Well, Tag had moments of funny but overall it was kind of like eh. it's based on a simple concept and they stretch it out as yeah. much as they can well and this this movie requires a lot of suspension of disbelief yes. like near the end it oh, is totally it is one of those how on earth did they get here moments but i'm sorry looking for the bullet in the arm oh they're was gagging. such an amazing scene <laughs> this wife is trying to to get a bullet out of her to husband's arm and they're not professionals and then she starts yeah. gagging which makes him start to gag it's so good my wife and i were dying we thought yeah. this was hilarious um i i actually so you remember the movie the man who knew too little yeah I wasn't a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. This is like the better version of that where the people don't know if they're in a game or not. I agree with that. And yeah. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And like I said, Jason, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams make a great pair. Like they were yeah. playing so well off each other as this uh, very competitive husband and wife. Right. But Jesse Plemons. Watch it for Jesse Plemons and you will not be disappointed. Jake, you haven't seen this one? Do you know who Jesse, I have. Do you know who Jesse okay. Plemons is? Yeah, 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 okay. No, he 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 nails it. He's awesome. He's, that awkwardness. He's fat Damon. He's like glowing with awkwardness. <laughs> yeah, fat Damon. Is fat Matt Damon. They call him Meth Damon or Fat Damon. Oh my gosh. Yes. So yeah, there you go. Game night is my number three. Kent, that's a great choice. My number three, A Quiet Place. Oh, okay. That guy brought the room down just a little bit. A quiet, a quiet place. In a post-apocalyptic world, a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra-sensitive hearing. Isn't, this, that, isn't that Bird Box? No, that's that's one where they're like, there's invisible monsters. They're basically the smoke monster from Lost Beast hey, because spoilers. it can create shadows. Spoilers, and spoilers, spoilers. Push down trees, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So, A Quiet Place. This one came out really early this year. What was it? February? Something maybe? like that. Yeah. Yeah, something. And I was so happy that the movie started off so strong. Granted, this is one of those PG 13 thrillers that anyone could watch, but I think that's kind of the beauty as well. I think the it family is. could watch it because the family should watch it. Yeah. Like I can yeah. recommend this to anybody, and I'm actually happy that there's a gateway horror movie. It is a if gateway you want to call horror, it a horror movie. movie because because that's just it. It's not straightforward horror. Yeah, it's one I think yeah. that people that even don't like horror could enjoy. Well, it's like family survival movie. Yeah, that also is horror. And that's the thing. Like John Krasinski was approached with this movie, and he said, "I don't want to do a horror movie. That's not where I'm at in my career." And they he said, didn't even like horror movies. Yes, and, he, and they said it's actually a movie about a family trying to stay together. And in, he just had a kid. Terrible circumstances. He says, "Sign me up." And then also, guess what they did. They almost made it a Cloverfield movie. Wait, how did they come to him? And then he directed it? Yeah. And didn't he write it? Yeah. No. Well, he, no, he, he did write. He wrote it. He it was got screenplay. the script and rewrote it. And then he wrote with some, a couple other people. So he had a hand in the writing, but it wasn't just mm, him. Okay. And so, well, cause there, you know, there are several writers, but the studio wanted it to be a Cloverfield movie. Yeah. They started out that way because you know, that's what Cloverfield does is they take an existing movie and say, we'll add 20 minutes and some Easter eggs. 
But yeah. thankfully, some of the producers said, no, 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 this has to be standalone. And I'm so happy it was. Mm-hmm. Because now with the Cloverfield thing kind of taints movies that it's in. Or at least the well, movies they had, Cloverfield had one, the had one good movie, one really good movie, and then one I hadn't seen yet. Oh, you haven't seen Paradox? No, because people keep saying it's terrible. Paradox is probably honorable mentions for one of the worst of the year. It's, really? I mean, it's that bad. Well, it's bad, but it's not like... I, don't, I wouldn't it say ru- it's one of the worst of the it year. It ruins my excitement mm. for any Cloverfield movies in the future. No, that's true. It does It does definitely put a wet blanket on all of that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so blankets are the beast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in a quiet place. It has, yes. some, it has some moments, yes. but it is not the same level at all. And yeah. look, I mean, I know the monsters are kind of silly. This movie does ring true of uh, old Shyamalan movies as mm-hmm. well. But at the same time, just the suspense and, man, the emotions that actually come in this movie yeah, are great. There's yeah. a lot. So that's my number three. Okay, your number two. Number two, the best action movie of the year, Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm, I know. Yeah. I know you don't really love this movie. No. This? No, I liked it. I love it enough for, for Joel. From start? What does that even mean? <laughs> I love it enough for Joel? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, can make up for, I can make up for oh, your okay. negativity. <laughs> he knows you're on my behalf. But okay, Ethan Hunt and his IMF team, along with some familiar allies, race against time after a mission gone wrong. So that's every Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Uh, does it not seem like in every Mission Impossible movie, they lose their funding or Dude, it's the same thing every time. Yeah. It is, is it mm-hmm. not? It is. Yes. I, I binge watched them all before seeing... Like every what was this everyone one called? Like, you just <laughs> forgot. Fallout. Fallout. Yeah, you, I binged them all before Fallout. And I'm like, oh wow, here it is. But it doesn't change the fact that it's a fun ride. No, no, no. And, and I think that I'm, the action sequences were amazing. But the reliance on previous Mission Impossible movies and the, and the sloppy tie-in story, I was kind of like, eh, no. I want my own thing. I, I know you like that because every Mission Impossible movie has stood on its own. This one is dr- only really directly tied. Yes, you can say his, his ex-wife or whatever is tied. And the main bad guy. No, the main bad guy is only tied to the previous movie. The one oh, okay. previous movie. Yeah, That's what you're saying. Yes. Okay. And I will say, there's a lot of villains here. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of separate there stories. Is. But the thing is... Man, Tom Cruise nails it again. And somehow they one-upped, and I believe this one and the first one, I mean, they're tied for the best Mission Impossible movie. Oh, no. But Uh, the first one's amazing. Uh, But here's the thing. Did you not feel at some point that the twist became almost comical, where it was like, well, I was backstabbing you, but I was backstabbing you, but I'm a double agent, but I was backstabbing you. Mission Impossible. It's all in one... No, but that's all in like a five-minute frame down in the basement where I I was like... I was into it. What? I was into it. I was like, oh, no, they got me because I was following it along. I saw it coming a mile away. You didn't, Jacob? No, you did not. (laughs) Wow. Jeez, a little <laughs> bit of condescending over there. No, here's hey, the thing. Just because you like date night. I don't. The trailers. Game night. Not date night. Whatever. Yeah. Game night. Yeah, game night. Date night's night. another movie. Date night's not good. That is, that is. But the trailers did give away a little too much, especially one major spoiler, but I was okay with it because I knew what to expect. And honestly, this movie wasn't going to like challenge me, but oh my gosh, what they pulled off on screen was phenomenal. This was art for action movies. One of the, probably the best action movie since Mad Max Fury Road. Wow, that's a big statement. One of the best modern action movies I've ever seen. I don't get that. I know. Sorry. I'd like, it's not like I'm hating on it because I actually liked the movie, but wow. I'm sorry. It's no that's game a, night for yeah, you. That's a big statement. So here's the thing. We've talked about this before. So real quick fun fact. Uh, Tom Cruise broke his ankle in this movie. Yeah. Jumping across so the buildings. They, they did a hiatus. And then when they came back, Justice League was doing reshoots. So Henry Cavill oh, yeah. needed to be in both movies, obviously. And so Justice League, they're like, hey. You have a really pronounced mustache in Mission Impossible. You have to shave it. But he had a clause in his contract from Paramount. They wouldn't let him out. And so actually, Warner Brothers was going to pay 
Paramount $3 million. Sorry if this is confusing, but they want to pay $3 million to add in a mustache to Mission Impossible yes. if he shaved it for Justice Warner League. Warner Brothers says, well, put a mustache on yes. him. And, and then DC was like, no, you will take the mustache so, off him. Or you'll pay so for the mustache So they paid $25 million to remove a mustache and get the Looked bad terrible. Henry Cavill yeah. face for like, Justice Like, really, League. Mission Impossible is the reason that Justice League looked so weird. Was there any reason for him but, to have a mustache no, in Mission Impossible? No, there really wasn't. Like, there really wasn't, right? Just to have a different kind of look for Henry Cavill. But I'm sorry, the gun reloading arms and everything like that. But haven't they heard of, you know, fake facial hair? I they kind of use it in Hollywood Look, all the time. Here's the thing. I, know, right? I think he brought mustaches back. No. They're sexy again. But it's not just is a mustache. Why you have a mustache? <laughs> yeah, try and I wasn't going to say trying. anything, but we're but back for season five. Face. And it's like scruffing a mustache. Yeah. It's so. perfect. Man. Wow. <laughs> You're owning it, though. Yeah. I thank mean, you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's weird how it curls up to your eyeballs. <laughs> That's very weird. It it he actually braided it into his eyebrows. That's what it is. <laughs> is that what that is? I mean, does it affect your vision at all? A little bit. Worth it. Yeah. Yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. Incredible. Okay, they can't beat this one. This is my disappointing pick for Kent. He's not going to like it. Well, based on the, fact, two, based the right? fact that Jacob's in, in Kent's palm of his hand right now, Jacob's not going to like look, it either. Look, Mission Impossible, he chose A eighth Quiet grade, Place, chose Eighth alpha, Grade, and Alpha. These are great good choices. so far. These are, I already these know are great. You, I know, I'm glad to know hey. that things changed in season five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that you guys need to get a room. But no, my number two was actually a surprise to me because I wanted to hate this movie so bad. Okay. And mm-hmm. I couldn't. Marnie. No, I still hate that movie. It's actually Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, it came out last year. It came out December of last yes. year, just like barely. In, and so I didn't see it until 2018. And I, I remember when they first announced they were going to do a Jumanji reboot. We I was like, the, we hated no, the, that's yeah. terrible. I wanted to bomb. And I heard it was a sequel. I'm like, still not good. But I was thoroughly entertained by this movie so much that it's one of the, it's one of the only ones on this list that I've watched multiple times this year. Joel, I have to say my experience was identical to that. Mind yeah, you. now you say that. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to suck up again. So here's the thing, though. <laughs> uh, you have several small children. I, I do. wanted to watch this with the kids, but there's some jokes that maybe would go over their head. Clear play got rid of him. OK, yeah, because there was a couple parts, too, where I was like, oh, that's hilarious. I don't want my kids to see that. Right. But OK, well, I should I should give a synopsis. Four teenagers are sucked into a magical video game, and the only way they can escape is to work together to finish their game. And this stars uh, Dwayne Johnson, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan and Nick Jonas. And so, you know, just to get the yeah. know, the millennials out there, I'm right. appealing to you with the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's millennial. That'll this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this this okay. So this uh, had a budget of 150 million, which is a big budget. Like That's they they put huge. a lot of it. Yeah, it made 962 million. Are you kidding me? Seriously, this went big, almost a billion dollars to this movie. And that's Unbelievable. Surprising. I did not know amazing. it was that much. It was it was really kind of entertaining to watch. I mean, it's a fun movie. It probably had a lot of repeats. Yeah. And I knew they were getting a sequel, but yeah, a they're billion actually, they're dollars. About it. But I mean, I just love the I love the game references with like uh, the NPCs and NPCs, non-player yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that how he just kept repeating the same thing. I like the names Doctor uh, Smolder Bravestone and Ruby Roundhouse. Like it just it was the throwback and, to those games and the fact that it didn't do a disservice to the original that they gave they a little homage. Yeah, it's true. They, yes. uh, yeah, and that's just it. Is I think the reason this movie succeeded is because it wasn't a reboot. It wasn't trying to remake what had been done before, and it wasn't trying to redo. It modified it, and then they gave homage to the original, including a shout out to Robin Williams. Yeah, incredibly was clever. Like, All right, that was yeah. great. Uh, but honestly, like seeing. Uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson play insecure against character, seeing uh, Karen Gillian play this kind of insecure character against, and then seeing Jack Black playing a, a snobby no, girl. Here's the thing. The roles are kind of, they're one note. Yeah. There's one joke to each, but for some reason, the joke keeps repeating, and it's good it just keeps working. Because yeah. I think it's because yes. they're taking turns. Like I think it's, okay. the, it's the characters all together. It's the body swap aspect of it that makes it entertaining. Right. 
But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's and fun. I'm actually kind of looking forward to the sequel. It shouldn't have worked, they but do it, it again. Yeah, but that's what I want to see. I want to see if they can capture lightning in a bottle once again. So we'll see. But yeah, honestly, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, you surprised me, and you're my second best movie I watched wow. last year. Thank you, Joel. Ken, you did number two already? Yes, I did. So, so it's time honorable, honorable mentions. Indeed. I'll go first this time. Yeah. Once again, I have the laundry list, but we'll just go through them real quick. Uh, honorable mention for last for this last year movies I really liked. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri got an honorable mention. Great movie. Uh, there Will Be Blood. I saw it for the first time. The first? You only time? just yeah. saw that? The f- I know. And Wait, I finally saw it. Are you okay? Are you a little dead inside now? Okay. So oh. the thing is, it's a hard movie to watch, but Daniel Day Lewis, you cannot take your eyes off him, that whole movie. Right. So. That was surprising. I felt sick that's for like a, solid, a month. That's a solid one-time watch. Yes. <laughs> I would is. never revisit that. No. It's hard. Um, Avengers Infinity War. I put that on my honorable mentions along, okay. with, along with Ready Player One. And then I also have a couple of Kent favorites of Lady Bird and I, Tanya. <laughs> I, Tanya, maybe. Did you like Lady Bird? It's okay. Oh, I really did like that one. Yeah. In fact, I'm hoping eighth grade is kind of like Lady Bird because I, I'm, I obviously was not a young woman growing up, but I still related to the character of Lady Bird. And I hope I can relate to the character in eighth grade. A lot more than you will, Lady Bird, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Treasure of the Sierra Madre and The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Those were two old one, old westerns that I watched and really impressed me they this sound year. sound like Jake Did right you now. just, yeah, I mean, when when did those happen? Why? Uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre was 1948, Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, 1962. No, I mean, but like, what, what made you think, I need to go watch Treasure of Sierra Madre? I've, I've been, I have like this whole list of movies that I've been wanting to watch just kind of in my Netflix DVD queue because I still get those. Huh. And they, they pop up and I'm like, okay, now I'm watching this one. Okay. Uh, Greatest Showman, I actually did put on there because it made such an impact on my family. Joel, it's been a year. I we know. don't need to talk about how much we like it. People are done with that. Now they uh, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Do I, they? Y- yeah. <laughs> the same people who like Greatest Showman. No. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. I confess the Hitchcock movie. Really you're talking about your me. future best picture when you're there, kids. <laughs> yes, so exactly. Tread lightly. Oh, it's <laughs> probably true. Uh, Train to Busan, a Korean so much horror fun. film. Yeah. A PG-13 zombie movie. If you're looking for a good PG-13 zombie movie, Train to yeah. Busan is great. Uh, it, Paddington 2, and Searching. That is a lot of movies. Yeah. There's, okay. a, there's a bunch of... There's a handful searching, of good ones here. Searching. Remind me what that is. That's the father searching for his daughter. We did a review on it on, our, on Patreon. Uh, it's about it's all yeah, through it's social all media online. and cameras. Yes. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little unbelievable, unbelievable by the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, still, it was a fun I, ride. I was, yeah, it was, yeah. it was an interesting take mm-hmm. on that genre. Okay, my honorable mentions: Paddington Two. You put that on yours too? Totally. We matched again. I love this movie. I love Get a this. room. You too. Love this. No, <laughs> so you, if you haven't watched either of the Paddingtons, go watch them. They're so much fun. I actually watch this movie as a challenge because I'm like, there's no way this movie could be that good. 100% if anyone can hate this movie, it's me. That's the truth. 100% a Rotten Tomatoes. And it charmed me. It totally you t- charmed me. You're touching me. your... Let the record show he's touching his heart right now. Yeah. By the way, Paddington 1 got, only has a 98%. And I wanted to say to the three critics who gave it a, a, ro- a rotten review, Death Rats, you have no on? heart. Okay. Other honorable mentions? Game Night. Hey! Right. Upgrade. Yep. Death of Stalin. That was the Netflix one that you really liked. Is it on Netflix? I thought it was. Uh, hopefully. Everyone, everyone should watch this. It might be on Amazon Prime. It's a Sundance movie. has uh, Jeffrey Tambor, Steve Buscemi, and it's a, literally about uh, Khrushchev and Stalin, but it's a comedy, and none of these people are trying to do Russian accents, and it's, <laughs> it's like a Monty Python Russian movie, and it's so funny. American Animals. This is where I get a little bit hipster. Yeah. Another Sundance movie I saw. It's about a heist movie where they try to steal a college textbook that's worth $2 million. Oh, yeah. That's based on a true story, right? Yeah, it is a true story. Yeah. It, it has uh, interviews with the real, pe- real people spliced in with the fictional side or the narrative side of it, I should say. Interesting. Yeah. Everyone should watch that. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I need to see that one. Yeah, need yes, you need to see this movie. I'm surprised that's not in your, your top five. It almost cracked my top five. Huh. Here's the thing. 
I loved it. I was amazed yeah, by it. Yeah, that didn't make your top five. But that was the Utah Film Critics Association number one best pick for best picture. Picture. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's pretty it silly. It is though. a great movie. In the end, it says nothing. It says it says everyone can be a hero, which that's what every I feel superhero so movie does. Right now. Mm-hmm. Me too. Won't you be my neighbor? Yeah, Mister Rogers documentary. Yes, har- I will. That was a heartwarming yes. one. Yeah, loved it. So. Joel, do you want to go number one first? Then I'll go number one. I'll go number one first. Okay. Because my number one has actually been brought up already. It is A Quiet Place. Okay. My number go. one movie was A Quiet Place. It's a perfect because, Joel choice right here. Well, because to me, yeah. it was like, I mean, I love horror movies. and I love seeing different ways of doing it. And this was just such a unique experience because it was, I mean, and I, I, I do feel bad I didn't get to see some theaters because I hear in theaters, you could hear a pin drop. Except when people were annoying and opening candy. That's true. That's yes. true. And that, that would be bad for it. But this movie, I think it's just because it has such a strong emotional core because it does, as a father, I it preys into my fear of just trying to take care of my children and protect my children. At all costs. But to an extreme yes. level. And I thought the, the whole use of sound was so well done the way they did this movie. Very minimal talking, very minimal offensive content. Like honestly, it's PG-13 because it's intense. That's yes. about it. And I thought the creatures were creative enough. I thought the ending was, uh, I'm trying to think of how to not spoil this. Schlocky in the right way. No, but it resolved enough where I was pleased and I could see how they do a sequel. I'm not really excited for them to do a sequel. I hope it's just, I want it to be a standalone movie. But like with Bird Box, for example, people compare those two a lot. I feel like the ending of Bird Box was not as satisfying as the ending of A Quiet Place. Not even close. But I was so tense during this movie that I got to the end and I just, my muscles felt tense because I was so worked up. I'm sorry. When the the movie starts off the way it does. Oh, yeah. And you see the look of fear in their eyes. Yes. Incredible. Like even if you're not a fan of horror i recommend watching this movie because it is it's a unique film watching experience and a well-told story that really can affect you if you let it totally so my number one's a quiet place okay so your number one's a horror film from this year uh yeah good job joel thank you budget of 21 million and it made 340 million holy cow so that's amazing yeah of course they're making a sequel that's too bad, though. Yeah. yeah, I don't really care for that. Well, so, the sequel will probably be a different family or something like that. Yeah. Like, if, same universe, but... If they're smart. If, yeah. But they probably won't be, and they'll probably keep uh, those who survived and continue their story. I don't know if mm. Emily Blunt will go on to yeah. do a movie like does this. Does she survive? I don't Spoiler know. Spoiler alert? Yeah, does she? I don't know. She plays other characters when they return. She actually comes back as Mary Poppins. Yes, exactly. All right. So, can, you chose a horror movie? Can, Jacob, are we going to guess his number one of 2018? Could, can we guess his number one in 2018? I was just thinking Joel can, that. but Jake, I don't believe you can. I can? Yes. Is it a horror movie? I'm not saying that either. Oh, I know what it is. It's Avengers Infinity War. It's Black Panther. Black Panther. No, it's not Black I Panther. I got the screener and no, it said it's not revolutionary on the... <laughs> you shut this up. is such <laughs> an important movie. That doesn't even come up. For is our it, time. Is it Ready Player One? It is not Ready Player One. No. Did you mention that one already? That was my number one most anticipated. All right, give us a hint. I feel like it's going to be hipstery. He said I could guess it. You could guess Have it. Have I seen it? No. Have I seen it? Joel, your wife won't let you see this movie. Oh, I know what it is. It's hereditary. It's hereditary. It my is wife, a horror movie. My I, wife won't dude, let me see it. Dude, that's where I was it. guessing. If you just said yes to horror. <laughs> my wife said she didn't want me bringing that into the house. It's honestly like I can like watch haunted, it at your place. It's a haunted artifact. I got the screener for this hereditary. movie and I said, I don't want this in my home. I don't, I don't want it here. 
So hereditary. Give the synopsis, Kent. After the family matriarch passes away, a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences and begin to unravel dark secrets. That's not even the tip of the iceberg right I like there. The, so here's the thing. Kent's been trying to get me to watch this movie for a while. A year. But I haven't. Uh, it's not on VidAngel. It wasn't on Clearplay. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it. Uh, and then I ended up. I told, I confessed to Kent just last week uh-huh. that I spoiled the movie. I read the synopsis. I watched clips. Oh. I no, but that's the thing. He look. He would have been. He wouldn't have been exposed to this movie for years. Yeah. Or maybe would have had to come to my house to watch a clear play version. But I of kept this movie. seeing it pop up, and so I was like, I need to know about this movie. So I read it, and let me tell you, Jacob, reading this. Have you mm-hmm. seen it? No. Reading the synopsis alone. No, I, I decided I'm, to avoid it. It seems too dark. I, well, that's the thing. I'm sitting there in an auto shop, getting my car fixed, reading a synopsis <laughs> on my phone, and I gasped out loud. I went, oh, because I was reading the synopsis. <laughs> so good. It was shocking. <laughs> shocking movie. Oh, I love this movie. I saw it at Sundance. So, yes, it's my, one of my You, you were know, just saying two choices. seconds ago that There Will Be Blood is a one and done. And yet yes. you're saying you want to no, watch no. Hereditary this, again and again. This movie is a one and done as well. But I saw it a second time. <laughs> and I regretted seeing this movie again because the, the feeling, the dark spirit that latches onto you after watching this movie <laughs> is like nothing else. I have to go home and watch Won't You Be My Neighbor right after this movie. You should. Because... What it does is a slow burn where almost nothing happens except for something right in the middle, which is really, really horrible. And in the last five minutes are absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are actually dissatisfied with the ending because it does go a little bit. It's on the nose. It's, it's on the nose. Like, it, it does actually explain too much in the end. Yeah. But you deserve it because kind of. you sat through a family dealing with tragedy and being haunted, not even by supernatural stuff in the worst way possible. Well, and it's grimy. I really want this and, movie spoiled right now. But well, and just and just not do it. Like on the clips I showed, because I went and just looked up random clips on YouTube, and just the clips alone, Tony Collette, you couldn't you couldn't take your eyes off her. She was like her performances were so. You always say that about Tony Collette. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> In this movie, like she, like horror films other than Get Out don't get a lot of love from the Academy. If she doesn't get at least nominated, she didn't get anything for Golden Globes. She didn't, but that's that shows a farce. If she doesn't win the best actress for this role, it will be really, really unfortunate because she's, she's amazing. She's playing this unstable, like she's just trying to keep it together, but she keeps letting these little cracks of insanity come out. And when they do, it's scary. It's scary to see. Yeah. So I say in my review, if you've ever considered yourself a horror fan in any way, you owe it to yourself to see this movie, Joel. We both picked horror films for it, our number one. It That's may be funny. overhyped by the time you actually see it, but you won't be able to ignore just how effective it is. So I will say this. I wanted to like movies more than, I, more than this one. I saw this in January and I said, that was great, but I want to like movies more than this. Sadly, nothing else came out that passed this movie. In fact, this is the movie that I've thought about more and more sadly. Because the dark it's, spirit has attached to you, me. Kent. Yeah, that's totally. Why. That's for and sure And the why. experience of watching, the, the gloom and dread I felt while watching this movie that builds, it's a pure escapism. And like I said, it's dark. Kent, come here. Yeah, here I am. Demons out! <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he just, he took the demons out. <laughs> Messed up my hair a little bit, though. It's okay. It looks good. But I, I other than Mission Impossible, which totally took me in with the action this one made me feel and that's what i want a movie experience to make me it do. made you feel dark but that's the thing i cared about every character and i was like no 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 also that's, filmed in utah yeah filmed in utah the director actually said he liked utah because its mountains are beautiful and breathtaking but also menacing and ominous yep pick it so <laughs> yeah so look this movie is uh for a select crowd 
But if you've seen it or if you're going to see it, you won't forget it. Number one. Wow. All yeah. right. I, that's a funny thing is when I was talking to you about this last week, mm-hmm. I did not think that this would be your number one pick. Yeah. I don't so want to play my hand. I know, but I'm actually surprised by it. So. Yes. All right, okay. Jake, do, do you have any like uh, favorites, any, least favorites? Any ones that we mentioned or didn't or that we didn't mention? Or it's just my list other than hereditary is the best list ever. Pretty much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Make it so. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I do think Infinity War deserves a nod because that is a, I mean, obviously it gets plenty of love, but pulling that movie off is pretty amazing. All the moving parts. I agree. That's why it made my list, actually, is because yeah. all the moving parts, putting them together in a way. But and I, I did make my top 10. It's, a great, know that. it's yeah. a great TV season finale cliffhanger. That's exactly what it is. TV series. It, don't you think? Yeah. Don't you think it is a cliffhanger episode? It is a cliffhanger. For well, sure. there's definitely more to it. But yeah, that's why if you look at the former 786.blogspot.com, you'll see my full top 10 of yes. uh, movies for this year, which you've heard them in honorable mentions, but you actually see them in order. Yeah, totally. And Kent, you'll see yours at Showtime. Showtime. Showtime.com. Showtime. So there we go, guys. Episode f- episode one of season five woo, is now on the woo, pipe. Woo. And uh, we thank you for listening. Let us know what your favorite or least favorite movies were of the year on our Facebook, Twitter, or in our Instagram pages. We're there. We're talking to you, even though we're no one else. No, the young kids are on Facebook, apparently. No, they're not. We'll be on Instagram, too. It's fine. Yeah. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. Or you can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers, but make sure you go check out Bacon Sale on Twitter as well as on Instagram at Bacon Sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, check, check out our Patreon page and uh, go lend us a hand there and get some extra content. It's a lot of fun. Also, we have tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale if you want to get some Bacon Sale merchandise. Yep. So until next time, Demons out! Beautiful and breathtaking, but also menacing and ominous. Yep, make it so. We love you. We're here to protect well, you. This is to that. the circle of trust. Yeah. Oh, right yeah. If this is the circle of trust, uh-huh. I'm screwed. I'm getting back to my roots. I'm going to disappoint Kent so many times. Why? Because that's me. Maybe it's your mouth. But the score was done by Pitbull, so that's good. Very nice, very funny. There's a monkey in our movie, so it's funny. He's kissing his dog. So, is there a tongue? What'd you have for lunch? <laughs> I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It was trying to be so woke, but it put me <laughs> to sleep. Hard R. Hard R. I just want to fix cars. I love it enough for, for Joel. What does that even mean? I think he brought mustaches back. I'm right. appealing to you with the Jonas Brothers. And it charmed me. Let the record show he's touching his heart right now. Yeah. Joel, your wife won't let you see this movie. The dark spirit that latches onto you after watching this movie is like nothing else. Yeah, you're no Pete Davidson.